0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Rabotai, good morning. Today marks the 10th Hilula of Maran Hagaon, Rav Yosef. Zecher Sadiq Livracha. And I wanted to speak a few minutes. We usually speak after Aleinu, but over here I want everybody to listen on the uh, unbelievable impact that Hagaon Rav Ovadye Yosef had on the generation. It's something that's unprecedented. Despite the fact that Rav Ovadye Yosef had Kol Kula Munach in his mind, he put much effort, especially when he was a young Rav, when he was 28 years old in Cairo, that he would go from place to place giving shiurim to people who were not on a high level. And when he came back to Eretz Israel, even before that, he would knock on people's doors, asking them to change schools to a, to a school where people could learn Torah. And those children eventually became great Rashi Shivot. You know, in the Moroccan community especially, the, they owe a special debt of Akarat in three different ways to Rav Yosef. Number one is the fact that so many of these Moroccan children that were in environments that weren't conducive and all idot he went and he, he made a revolution and later on in his life he made he had Siyat HaDishrayah of creating a whole network of schools. Number two is that Rav Ovad Yosef was the catalyst and the main push behind bringing Rabbi Shalom Misas who was then the Chief Rabbi of Morocco in 1975 bringing him to, to, to Yerushalayim to be the Chief Rabbi Yerushalayim and hence Rabbi Shalom Messas revived a lot of the Minagim that we have a lot of them, it's funny that they had a machloket between them, but they loved each other very much to a point. Rabbi Shalom Isas has a whole piyut on the greatness of Rav Ovadia, that Rav Ovadia printed in his own sefer in Yabiya Omer, one of the latest later volumes. They loved each other and they had their disagreements in Halacha, but Rav Ovad Yosef was the one who, for many different reasons, he pushed to bring Rabbi Shalom Isas to be in this position. So that's a, a tremendous amount of akaratatov that we have to have. And number three... In the derech of in the way how Rav Yosef was posek, he strengthened the Moroccan psak because the Moroccan psak for hundreds of years was the was following the the rulings of Maran. Like Rabbi Yaakov Ben Surah writes in Mishpat Uzdaqa by Akavi, that we accepted the opinions of Maran and Shulchan as the years went on, there were some communities that went according to different p'sakim, And uh, Ravavadi Yosef revived this when he was younger and he had much opposition from his own community, from uh, from, from especially the older Iraqi rabbanim that were not happy with this deviation that he went against some of his own p'sakim, mm-hmm. and he returned back to Maran. But uh, vis-a-vis the, 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 Safar- the other Sephardic communities like Morocco, Algeria, Tunisia... That were very strong in the followings of Maran for generations. So this revolution that Maran I, I, that that I would say not revolution, this re, reawakening of following the opinions of Maran Ashul Aruch was very much in line and very much the uh, the, uh, the the strength of the Moroccan Psaq. And indeed, when Rav Yosef brings Kibal Maran, he's quoting mostly. The, the, his first source is rabbi Yaakov Ibn sur as well as uh, as well as other sources the strength of rav Ovadye Yosef is the amount of Sfarim that he knew that he brought to light that people didn't even know they existed and especially by the moroccan community and i'm going to give a very short halakha on on this just to to, to manifest to you the uh, the, um, the the uh, one example of many of of she uh, yosef todavdovot bakever Regarding, are you allowed to make coffee on Shabbat? Are you allowed to make coffee on Shabbat? So, you say yes. Now, the question is like this. So, but we'll just discuss why. Let's discuss the depth of the words of Abir. Why are you allowed to make... Are you allowed We know that you're not allowed to cook on Shabbat. We know that there's a prohibition of cooking on Shabbat. Now, coffee beans are roasted. Coffee beans are roasted. Although you're not allowed to cook... On Shabbat, are you allowed to cook something that's already cooked? Yes, because you didn't do anything. En bishul Are you allowed to cook something that was baked? Or something that was roasted? Anybody whose first name is rabbi cannot answer. The answer is, is that it's a makhluket. It's a big makhluket in the earlier sources, in the Rishonim. Shulchanaruch brings yesh mitzasur, and some say it's allowed... And the Rama says some say it's allowed, but only in a not in a Now, the Rabbi Rafael Birdugo, who lived 200 years ago, he in, in Meknes, he writes when Maran writes Yesh Matirim, he means it's totally allowed, even in a because that's the way he means in the Bet Yosef. Now they we're trying to figure out what was the opinion of Rabbi, Rabbi Yosef Karo? Rabbi Aaron Hasin, Avadi Yosef brings, not only he brings Rabbi Rafael Birdoua, he brings Rabbi Aaron Hasin, who discusses coffee on Shabbat in Urachaim Simandalid, and he writes as well that since we follow that there's no Bishul Acharafiyah or no Bishul after once something was roasted, then you could pour hot water directly on your coffee without a problem. Actually, the Israeli coffee, which is elite, which we should be supporting especially nowadays, is baked. It's called Nescafe, it's baked. It's and therefore it would also be allowed. The instant coffee that we have nowadays is even less of a question because it's it's cooked and it's just evaporated. So it's not even a question. The question is on elite or on other grains that were roasted. So the Moroccan Rabbanim all discussed this, and there was one of the great Egyptian Rabbanim called the Ginat Vradim, and all this is brought down in Chazon Ovadia Chelgdalit yud Yudbet Shin Yud Gimel. This is a sampling of his of 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 one of his great uh, discussions. And he, over there, the Ginat Vradim discusses that when we serve coffee, maybe when it's already when it's already baked and cooked, you would be allowed to or not. So there is Rav Mara Paraji, who was also a great uh, Rav, says, "Well, I think that it's a problem." great Egyptian Ravi says, I think it's a problem because you can't really eat coffee kernels the way they are. So if you can't eat, eat coffee kernels the way they are, so it turns out when you put the water, you are fixing it in order to eat. So that would be forbidden. Wow. This is where the big question comes up and Rav Avadia brings from the Holy Rabeliazel Diabila, from Rabat, he was the nephew of the Rachay HaKadosh, one of the greatest minds Morocco ever had. Rabbi Yezer Diabila in Ma'ayan Ganim, Yoredeah. How did he find it? I don't know. But Yoredeah, Siman Kuf on page Lamid Haya Mudalif, brings this and he says, it should be asur to make coffee on Shabbat, says Rabbi Yezer Diabila. Why? Because the, the coffee, you can't really eat it. And you can pour, I and mean, when you pour on, you fix it. So Rav Yosef says, but the it seems to be not like him. We see by Bakashot, people are always serving coffee. And he says, the Gina Radim says, people do eat coffee beans. So it seems to be, we boil down to a Machloket, whether people could eat coffee beans raw or not. He says, people sometimes in the desert, they bring coffee beans with them in order to snack. So if that's the case, so you're not really fixing anything and it's already baked. So it's not a problem. He brings Rabbi Eliezer Diabila that argues, but he brings a lot of other Moroccan rabbanim and others that say that it's mutar, And that's how he ends off. He says, even though Rabbi Shalom Misas goes back and forth and in the follow in the Teshuvah and Shemeshum again, man khed, says it's forbidden, but he says, but I, I think that the opinion of Maran is not that way. And he says, and I have support from Rabbi Yifayl Berdugo. Who is the one who published the book of Rabbi Yifayl Berdugo? Rabbi Shalom Misas himself. And I don't understand why he doesn't bring it down. So, this is, this is the tremendous battle of Torah that Revavadi Yosef brought to the world and revealed so many amazing sources. It's ten years after his passing, but still his Torah is strong, his Torah is, is, is alive, and it's something that it should be a schud for Allah am Yisrael. Amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnyTime.com